five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. And we are recording. All right. Welcome to Fix Her, a podcast where we go back and watch episodes of Scandal and give our unqualified and unasked for opinions on all things Olivia Pope and the gang. I'm Noelle. And I'm Fulton. So, so Noelle, what have you been up to this week? Uh, well, mm, you know, it's summer in Texas, so I've been inside or sweating. Like, that's the only two. Yeah, I've been inside or sweating. You still got electricity? <laughs> Yes, even though, <laughs> anyway, I don't, whatever temperature they're saying to keep the house at, I'm sorry, but like, I can't live that way. It's hot outside. I mean, <laughs> fair, that is fair. Yeah, I think they were saying like, keep it at 82 at night. Keep it at what? Exactly, okay, what is 82 at night? I am a sweater, <laughs> not like one that you buy at the store, but someone who sweats. <laughs> I just, I'm not turning the air on for it to be 82 degrees at night. I think no. if it's 82 degrees, it's because the windows are open and the fan is on. That is the only situation I will accept. And so anyway, uh, ERCOT, uh, whose name I now know because of the snowpocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's my, that's what I have to say. But anyway, what are you up to? Um, so other than, you know, doing some math stuff. Uh, right um (laughs) other than that i have been watching a bunch of stuff movies and all that fun stuff um what did i watch recently i watched the movie profile which i guess was made years ago but just came out because covid Mm -hmm. and it's about this reporter who goes undercover to find out like how people in ISIS would do their recruiting. And so she creates a fake Facebook profile and pretends like she's uh, looking into being recruited and all that. And it's crazy. The story is crazy. Uh, You can rent it for $19.99 as of when we were filming because it's one of those things. So wait for the price to go down a little bit, but it's really good, highly recommend. Um, It's told in that perspective where Noelle, yes. <laughs> I have a question. Sorry, is she white? Yes, and okay, British. And British. White and Brit- you know what? Okay, this makes sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's based on a true story uh, or true events. Um, and uh, what was I? I was saying, oh, it's told from that perspective. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Unfriended where you're watch, you're just essentially watching their computer screens and the uh, interactions that are happening. It's told in that perspective. Okay. So you see her, you see her recorded video chats with this guy. Um, you see Facebook messages they sent. It's like I said, it's crazy. You know what? I'm gonna text you when the price is like three ninety nine or something like that. We'll do That's a watch party. It'll be great. That's what um, I other than that, I've been watching a lot of Scandal still, uh, obviously, because that's the podcast. And because of where I am in Scandal, I just texted Ashley, my, I guess, fiance. Sure, let's say that. <laughs> um, how long it would take him to realize that something was wrong if I just didn't respond. 
So if randomly I cut off the conversation, I will, it's because I got a response. Uh, well, I texted, I'm a fiance. Uh, so I texted uh, my friend Frida to find out because I think that she will let me know. And so we can share whenever you find out freshly. Okay. Frida can let me know, probably because I said something like missing and that she, I said her spidey sense is probably tingled. So, right. So let's get into episode two of Scandal season one called Dirty Little Secrets. <laughs> that is the exact one I was thinking of, which sounds very similar to their other song, which was Move Along, I think. I don't remember. <laughs> I can never remember which one starts which way. Uh, I always know, okay? I went through a real phase, okay? Uh, same, same. I, like- I am a... I am a I am a black boy who grew up in a white suburb. <laughs> like, I don't know if they released any songs after like 2010, they, but they probably did. I mean, I don't know them. I'm just talking. <laughs> Listen, leave the All American Rejects alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, they that song was featured in a movie featuring Amanda Bynes, who came up last podcast, and I guess is coming up this podcast. Uh, <laughs> called "She's the Man." <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> I, I love that movie. That movie, I don't know if we're allowed to love that movie. <laughs> no, we're not. It's <laughs> I mean, so there are I movies. So, okay, this has become a movie podcast. We're abandoning Scandal to talk about movies <laughs> that we love that are it. problematic. <laughs> I, mm, it's probably, okay, I haven't seen it for like mm, 10 years. So I, you know. Oh, it's. I think I've read think pieces. I, from what I understand, it's super problematic. Like, it's not... I'm not going to watch it again. I'm just going to let it live on in, I, like, snippets in my memory. I would watch it again. Oh, maybe we could rewatch it for math movie school. We've mm. watched some problematic things. So, and just so like, remember no. how we said we would never watch Bringing Down the House with Queen Latifah using the entire math movie squad because yeah. oh. that movie's too problematic. I think yeah. this might be one of those situations where it would have to be a DMs. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry y'all. Okay, this might be me and an invite only <laughs> to discuss how I'm going to be honest, I really want to watch Bringing, Bringing Down the House. We should. However, <laughs> however, I know it's bad. I know it's bad. There's that there's that one scene with the lady singing the old Negro spiritual. <laughs> I am having flashbacks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? We'll we'll figure this out. Uh all right. Uh, oh my gosh. So yes, dirty little secrets. <laughs> it's the name of the episode. Uh we're back to being a scandal podcast. Yes. Uh and we open with Olivia watching news coverage of Fitz's, remember he's the president, Supreme Court nominee, Patrick Keating. And there's a lady in her office talking about how Olivia made Fitz and she doesn't understand why Olivia worked in the White House and then left. Like she was the backbone of his campaign. And so and, like, we're all raising eyebrows because we know why. Well, we don't know well, why. We don't know why. All we know like, is that she had an affair with the president. So like we have suspicions. Yes. Also, why is why is this man's name Keating and not and his wife isn't named Annalise? 
<laughs> because we know when uh, Shonda's next show comes out, uh, oh my God, How to Get Away with Murder, we have Annalise Keating and her husband, Sam Keating. Anyway, you know what? It's fine. We have- Patrick Maybe these are Keating. Sam's parents. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't put it- uh, I mean, you know what? Whatever. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to take it. Every- uh, everyone is out on assignment except Quinn, who comes in late and immediately starts asking questions. Also, she brings in four coffees. I just want to say that she brings in four, meaning she brought no coffee for her. I just want to say that. <laughs> Listen, she probably drank it on the way. I'm unclear. Did Quinn show up late or do they just send her out for coffee? What is late, right? Because they have no start and end time. And sometimes they're there all night. Yeah, so I think that everyone slept there and then no one told Quinn. <laughs> Slumber party, Quinn's not invited. Yeah. <laughs> that um, group text must be popping. <laughs> um, so we find out that like Huck and Abby are actually out. So yeah, Quinn, you didn't need to bring all those coffees. They're out and they're stealing evidence from whoever this lady is. They're stealing evidence from her apartment or at Brownstone, whatever. And Abby is busy lecturing Stephen on his life choices. Okay. Because Stephen is like, we don't know what's happening yet. We just know that he did something lecture worthy. Oh, by the way, if you're keeping track of time of day, it's nighttime. (laughs) Is it? Yes. Because remember, Stephen's outside. I believe it's nighttime. Yeah. Well, no, but like a car drives past and sees him very clearly. Well, it was a cop car. (laughs) Man, I don't know. I'm also not convinced if if it's not true, I'll edit it out. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just take your word for it. Right, right. Uh, (laughs) I shouldn't um, have said anything. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Steven's like outside on the phone and then like the lady... He tells Liv, like, make sure that they get the photo albums when Abby and Abby and Huck are trying to leave. And they're like, of course, we'll get the photo albums, even though it's clearly clear that this is time sensitive. We have to get the photo albums. Um, So Stephen, who is standing on the street and essentially everyone's on a three way call. This is how this is happening. So Huck and Abby are inside the apartment, Brownstone condo, something. And Stephen's outside keeping watch and Olivia's in the office with the lady. And um, Stephen sees a cop car pass them. And Stephen is like, heads up, Liv, the cops are coming. Uh, So shout out to Stephen because he's on his job. Um, And so Olivia, Harrison and Quinn are waiting for the cops at the door for them to show up at OPA. And while this is happening and they're waiting for the cops to show up, Quinn is still asking questions. She's always confused, which I would be too, to be fair. I would be, but it is clear that this is not a job where you ask questions. So I would have fired Quinn at this point. Uh, right. I mean, she, mm. she's clearly not cut out for this job. No, but they wanted her with no interview for some reason. Um, well, but... we find out the reason later. <laughs> not this episode, but we find out the reason later. Yeah. David storms in. And is upset that Olivia and her crew had cleaned out the apartment he had been, he had had, had cleaned out the apartment, which it turns out he had had a search warrant to search. And this is the first time we hear this mention of having a white hat or being the person who's fighting on the side of justice. 
Yeah. So like David's very intense that he's wearing the white hat. And then Olivia says something like my hat's my white hat's bigger than your white hat. Yes. And I'm like, okay, I, you know, I don't know that now is the time for this. <laughs> so we're watching a dynamic that sort of plays out throughout the series of Olivia and David, both believing that they're fighting for the right cause, but are clearly on opposite sides. Yeah. And, you know, we won't say who's right most of the time, but we'll find out probably. <laughs> David um, is right most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. He is most of the time. Maybe not today, but like most of the time. Uh, even today, I would say he's right, right. And like he's, mm, he's like legal, but not right. Legally, from a legal standpoint, because David works for the U.S. Attorney's Office, he yeah. is in the right. Do yeah, he I is- feel like the thing that he is charging should be as big of a deal as he's making it? No. Okay, because it's like, right, like he is in the legal right, but not in the the right right. Right. You Um, know what? Let's just get there. Oh, we should Uh, say Yeah, okay. So So. after David leaves, Quinn asks the question we are all wondering, which is, Harpo, who is this woman? Quinn doesn't say that, but... (laughs) It's the vibe. It's the correct vibe. It is because this old lady has been there for like five, six minutes at this point. And we don't know who she is. We know she's a client. No one is telling Quinn. Everyone else seems to know who this woman is. They all sitting at the table. Quinn's not sitting at the table, which makes it seem like she doesn't work there. Uh (laughs) Quinn is still in her trial period. Yeah. But we finally find out like what the scandal of the episode is. Turns out, random lady in the office, her name is Sharon Marquette. She is a DC madam. Ooh. And one of her employees, Ginger Bell, fired <laughs> name, Mr. <laughs> was one, um, was I, arrested. <laughs> I want to be in the writer's room when they decided on that name. Yeah. I know they were like, should we go for like the, like, should we pick candy? And they were like, no. no. Cinnamon, who gets mentioned later. Yes. They were like, Ginger Bell. Um, but apparently it was like Ginger's first night and she got arrested. And so she like told the cops everything. And David Rosen is like, yes, I want to be attorney general or whatever. And so he seizes the moment. Um, but we also find out that the reason like Abby was lecturing Stephen earlier was apparently Stephen has used Sharon's services. And Abby is very upset, which is confusing because last episode she was like very like pro-choice anti-gun uh but anti-sex work yeah and so like I'm very confused because I'm like is this a different Abby what's happening it's very like she's very intense about it is she in love with Steven we don't know I mean and we never really find that find that out um Abby is weird because you're right but I guess there are probably Democrats who are anti I imagine there are a lot of people who are anti-sex work 100% yeah um, I just, it feels like that's not the character they were setting her up to be, though, in the first episode. And so they're but, still figuring it out. Yeah. Still ironing out the details from the pilot. She may also just hold Steven on a pedestal. Well, no, because we know later. Anyway, of course, everyone now is looking for Sharon's client list because they're like, who's on this client list? What's, what's here? And so they can't find the client list until Sharon starts showing them pictures of her grandchildren. Harrison's like, we don't care about this at all. 
<laughs> we need to know where the client list is. And she unzips the photo album and pulls out her client list. <laughs> Mind you, in this photo album are pictures of her grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. And the client list right in the and back. And the client yeah. list right in the back. And this, and this madam is so clever. She has the girl's names, but none of the John's names. She has phone numbers instead. And that's how she encodes it. And so she's on her game. And Huck is like, respect. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am. Um, oh, my God. Sorry. So they've got the photo album. They've got uh, all of the client lists. But now, of course, because we can't stay in one place ever, we've got a flash toward the White House where our good old ex-boyfriend, President Fitzgerald Grant. The third. Uh, is the third. Is mine in his business doing president stuff. And Cyrus is like, Fitz, don't block me out about Liv. And also, just so you know, she's probably going to be representing Amanda, that person who you slept with, who you said you didn't sleep with. The intern. Yeah, the intern. So, of course, Fitz now is, like, probably hurt because, like, his ex-girlfriend, Olivia, is now betraying him, I guess, in his head. Here's the thing. We can say a lot about Fitz. Fitz usually doesn't throw a fit about Olivia doing her job, even when she's going against the White House. Fitz is just like, that's her job. Like, sometimes he comes out of pocket and Olivia has to set him straight. I mean, sure, if we want to say something nice about Fitz. I like Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Fitz, Fitz is my guy. I get it. He shouldn't be because Fitz is trash. But I like Fitz. <laughs> There's something about Fitz I like. Okay. <laughs> I mean... Did he commit adultery? Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, if we want to call it that. <laughs> sure. And as we get farther, I'm going to have questions for you about it because there's some stuff we find out and I'm like, well, then what? You know, I just think that I end up probably not liking anyone. Maybe a short list. Well, because they're all holding her back. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, I'll let you have your love for Fitz. I mean, uh, fair. Uh, <laughs> from, never mind. Um, oh, by the way, Ashley has responded. <laughs> oh, okay. So how long would you have to not respond to Ashley before he thought Got worried? Yeah. Uh, he said, not on the day when you have late or lots of school. So I don't know. Uh, three to four hours would make me wonder. That's long enough if you were at the movies. <laughs> my husband knows me. Um, but now my question is, but how long until you would call the cops? <laughs> right, because that's really the, the question. Um, Sometimes I got to break it down into smaller parts for him. Pray for uh, me. <laughs> I'm finding out from Frida that I have, oh, yeah, I have max 24 hours. Max, probably fewer. Oh, Ashley is probably going to say six hours. <laughs> yeah, so can't uh, me. Well, I guess can't murder me secretly. We probably shouldn't be saying this because if we have stalkers on this program, they're going to know how long they have, but... Okay, yeah, but Frida's just playing cute. I know it's less time than this. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so back to the show. Where are we? Um, oh, back at OPA, the gang post pictures... At, so once again, we're back at the part where they're organizing all of the evidence they, they have, all of the information, 
And so they're posting it on this giant wall of windows again. So back at OPA, the gang posts pictures of all Sharon's clients, including Patrick Keating, who it turns out is Fitz's nominee. For the Supreme Court. Oh, no. (laughs) Somebody should have done their research. I just am like, so no one looked like, is this a pattern with him? Did anyone look something up? But, you know, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, But again, because we can't stay in one place and Quinn is not allowed to work on actual cases they have. Uh, Quinn gets sent out to look after Amanda Tanner and she really tries to stay. She's like, I want to sit at the adults table, Olivia. Don't send me out to look at Amanda Tanner. But um, I mean, Amanda Tanner is under sedatives right now, sleeping, chilling in a hospital bed. Yeah, I mean, I get Quinn is like, this is boring. I don't want to be there. I just... I really think that they hired they hired the actress that played Quinn and was like, we need to just figure out what to do with her at some point. Yeah, <laughs> but not right now. Just, yeah, let's just put her in the corner. Like, we know where her plot is going. We just don't know where it starts. I don't think they even knew that. You don't know. I mean, it is a little fly by the seat of your pants. But uh, Shonda, if you're listening, I also would like to know what was your plan with Quinn originally, or were you just, or was the actress so good you were like, we're gonna figure out a place for her? Oh, yeah, like we're gonna make a character for you. Right. Interesting, interesting concept. I might Google later. Um, mm-hmm. Let Shonda respond. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so after we find out Quinn is going over to look at Amanda Tanner, uh, Olivia tries to go to the White House to see what's up because, you know, I she likes to be in their business, right? Right, but, I mean, despite okay. the fact not she doesn't work there. <laughs> right. I mean, but she is going because she wants to tell everyone that um, Sam, no, not Sam Keating. Oh, my God. Where Patrick. is his name? Patrick Keating. Yes. Patrick Keating has a past. Right. Don't nominate him. But Cyrus is blocking Liv from coming into the White House. Because she's working for Amanda Tanner and yeah. she's having a affair with, she had an affair with the president. Yeah. So she tries to get in and security is like, I got to take your hard pass. But then the VP's chief of staff who has like, oh no, his face is just suspicious. His name is Billy Chambers. Oh, big suspicious energy. Yeah. I just like everything about him is just like, I don't uh, remember specifically, um, when they had uh, Two-Face in the Dark Knight movies. Yes. That exact energy. Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that exact energy from that movie. That's what he's carrying. But he's just like, hey, Olivia, we're friends. She can come in with me. And Billy is clearly crushing on Olivia, just so we're clear. I mean, everyone's crushing on Olivia. (laughs) This is true. Olivia's got it going on. I don't know if Fitz be talking in the locker room or what, but... (laughs) Once again, we cut to some other place because we can't stay in one place. Uh, We're now at Quinn visiting Amanda Tanner in the hospital. And Amanda Tanner is knocked out, understanding sedatives, as far as we know. And all of a sudden, this man named Gideon starts asking Quinn questions. Given that Quinn is the question queen, Gideon has... uh, removed her from that position because he is asking all of the questions Mm -hmm. and it makes Quinn suspicious and so she kicks him to the curb and tells him to leave uh it turns out that Amanda Tanner has actually been awake this whole time and you can see her eyes just open and she's watching to see what happens 
yeah, she wanted to see what's happening because, like, I mean, Gideon is a little, we didn't mention this, he's a little, like, scruffy fine, you know, like a little. Yeah, like, he's cute. Like, like a little, like. He don't like, make enough money for me, but yeah, he cute. Like, like, tired, tired working. <laughs> Once again, he don't make enough money for me, but yeah. He you don't cute. know how much money he makes yet. He is a reporter at some <laughs> DC rag magazine. He don't make money. <laughs> Okay, fine, yes. But you know who doesn't know that? Amanda Tanner. <laughs> or Quinn. <laughs> or Quinn, nobody. Anyway, yes. <laughs> Granted, Quinn doesn't know he's a reporter at this point. Quinn just is it's assuming, given the questions that he's asking, that yeah. he's a reporter. But, all right, now you've got to switch scenes again, right? Because now right. Quinn is probably off running to go tell Olivia. So we got to go see what Olivia's doing. Olivia gets in to tell Cyrus, who is like shocked to see her because how'd she get in here? She tells Cyrus and Billy about this whole drama with their Supreme Court nominee. And while she's leaving the White House, okay, so like she sees Fitz and runs, but really she like sees him while she's in the hallway and he's in a room. And then she stares lovingly at him for a little bit, a couple of strong couple of seconds, is shocked when he sees her back and then runs away. I don't. Like, what did you expect to happen, Olivia? No one else is in the hallway. Well, and then Fitz sends his secretary to go tell Olivia that, hey, the president wants to see you. And Olivia's like, tell him I'm busy. <laughs> Not busy. You had time to stare at him. <laughs> right. Uh, so leaving the White House, we're back at OPA. And Abby is still throwing snide comments at Stephen for looking at the escorts. The way that she's doing it now is she's also trying to figure out what all the cold words in Sharon's book mean. So like sunny day, hardwood floors, fluent in Greek. Did we ever find out what fluent in Greek means? We could talk about it later. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have not, my suspicions. Not for the but air. But I'm not okay. sure. Okay. All right. Um and David comes with an arrest warrant for Sharon. So David has obtained his arrest warrant. He's like, y'all not going to be trying to pull nothing with us. And so he arrests Sharon, but doesn't come with like a warrant to collect the evidence they stole from Sharon's house. <laughs> no, he's just like, we'll come and get this lady. I suspect you have the things, but I don't. I don't understand David's logic. I, I think David secretly really roots for Olivia to win. Because he be give, he gives her all types of leniency. You're right that he really doesn't have to. Like, I don't... Anyway, you know, maybe Olivia will do him some favors later. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, Quinn finally gets through to Olivia on her cell phone. She leaves Amanda Tanner's room to go talk on her cell phone. I don't know why. You can talk on phones in front of rooms. Uh, and you assume Amanda is knocked out. <laughs> Yeah. And so she tells Olivia, like, hey, there's a reporter here. She's like, good job, Quinn. And then Quinn goes back to the room. Mm -mm. But Amanda, mm -mm. Mm -mm. not yet. She says, good job, Quinn. Don't let Amanda out of your sight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, of course, means when Quinn goes back to the room, uh, Amanda is gone. Right. Like classic, like she's thrown back. Because we've right? seen that Amanda's been awake the entire time. Yeah. Amanda has seen Quinn with Olivia because of that encounter they had in the park. So Amanda doesn't know what's going on. And so Amanda's running. So now Quinn doesn't know where Amanda is. And so we're back at OPA and Sharon is being escorted out by David. And while this is happening, the Keatings are on their way up with Billy so that they can ask for Olivia's help 
to handle this escort scandal. So you've got a you've got a very chaotic lobby at OPA at this point. You've got people coming in, people leaving. Um, when Olivia tells Keating about the scandal, uh, he refu- he denies it and refuses to withdraw his name. And his wife also says he didn't do it, which is suspicious because how you know she doesn't even. She doesn't even question her husband on it. She's like, he didn't do it. I'm like, both of y'all are saying this, but like, I just, you know, how do we know? Because also the timing on this, I remember reading, uh, like when they said the years, it was like 23 years ago, he slept with an escort. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is such a long time ago. Like, first of all, I don't feel like we should really care about this in the nomination. Like this is a... I am not saying we should care more if it was three years ago, but like 23 years is up. So the problem is the legality that comes with sex work. Yes. So it's not the fact that he, well, it's a little bit the fact that he did it because sex work is seen, soliciting a sex worker is seen as something wrong. If it's, well, even if it's two consenting adults engaging, um once again we are talking about consenting adults engaging in sex work yes yeah and so the problem is the legality of it and it's super illegal in this case and that's why we're like well david's technically in the right in a legal sense but depending on your feelings on sex work you can be like but this really isn't as big of a deal as they're trying to make it out to i mean i feel like america would be like no as a as a voting unit but well america is like no as a voting yeah. unit when I mean, it comes you're to right that. we can see that based on the laws <laughs> yeah um that is why it's always important to get the money up front um, <laughs> <laughs> um okay so olivia also doesn't believe that keating olivia's trusting her gut again we saw how well that worked out with her with fitz but Olivia doesn't believe that Keating would uh, solicit an escort. She says he doesn't seem like that type of guy. And so the gang starts to think, because now they know all of the men who are listed in the, uh, in the uh, client list. The gang, the gang is now suspecting that maybe it's embellished. And so the only escort that's linked to Keating is this escort named Stacy. And so now the gang is trying to figure out who is Stacy. Who is Stacy? Um, I don't know, but I've heard her mom has got it going on. I was hoping you would say that because I almost say <laughs> Stacy's mom has. Okay, no, we can't. Uh oh, we all got money for licensing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Stephen is really like, hey, Sharon, um, my good friend who I have paid some money to in the past. Uh, please just let us give up the list. Like, this is not worth it. Like, we don't really care about these men. Uh, just please, like, just let these us- These men are for the streets. <laughs> <laughs> and Sharon starts on this story and she's like, oh yeah, I remember when my daughter found out what I did. And then she didn't talk to me for 10 years. And now she's finally letting me see the grandkids 10 years later. And now she's like, some of these men have grandkids too. And I'm like, you would be a very generous Sharon, okay? <laughs> well, because Steven is like, well, and you want your grandchildren to visit you from jail? And she's like, I hear your logic, but also you're asking me to 
out these men who are also grandparents. And here's the thing, Sharon is, Sharon is at least on my side. I can't speak for you, but she's on my side in the sense that she's like, I don't think that what I do should be illegal. I agree. I agree. I really, but I don't know these other men. I know Sharon. So right. I'm like, I want you to see your grandkids. I want her to be able to see her grandkids too, but I get not wanting, I get that she has a reputation of not outing people. She's like, I've had a career of 35 years and I've never had to <laughs> out yeah. anyone. I agree. Fine. Oh. She's too loyal. She's too loyal. She She's is. too she loyal to these loyal. men who don't care about her. Yeah. But also I just want to ask like, Hopefully at this point, if she's really like, I don't want to give up the list, have we shredded it? Or is it still just there in case David Rosen? Well, that's de that's destroying evidence. Granted, David doesn't know like that this list really exists. He assumes it does. Ooh, but OPA stops. Evidence. But OPA stops at destroying evidence. They may tamper with a crime scene. It's a real arbitrary place to put that in line. <laughs> How's a fugitive? They may do those things, but they will not destroy evidence at this point. <laughs> All right. So what are we doing back at OPA then? Are we back at OPA? We are. Because <laughs> Quinn comes back to OPA and tells Huck she needs help finding Amanda Tanner. And Huck is like, well, you've checked our house, right? And Quinn gives a blank look. And Huck That's is like, you checked her house, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's very much that Star Wars meme with Anakin and <laughs> yes and Quinn has not checked the house and so before she can rush to check the house uh, she runs into Olivia and tells her what happened and Olivia is unhappy that she has to fix this issue which is her job <laughs> but also like she doesn't she could just send Quinn she could, right, because if Amanda Tanner is there. Then we know where she is. Right. Um, yeah. As they are leaving, they run into Stephen, who says Sharon won't give up the list. And then David also comes up that second set of elevators and hands, her, hands Olivia a subpoena for the list. So yeah. now you got the client saying she's not going to give up the list. You got the U.S. district attorney saying, I need that list. And Olivia's like, I don't want to give up this list. But like subpoenas- Well, because it's like, all about the client. <laughs> yeah. But subpoenas have like a time frame, right? So Olivia's like, I have- Oh, it's the next day. It's by, yeah. it's by noon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's Olivia. She can fix it. So um, meanwhile, Abby and Harrison are like, we're going to figure this out, right? So they start hunting down a former escorts to see if anyone kept in contact with Stacy. And like Abby is still like very stressed about like people, uh, uh, about people hiring sex workers. Like she's very stressed the whole time. She cannot think about anything else the entire case. Like this is her main thing. She even turns to Harrison and goes like, "You would never solicit a sex worker, right?" And Harrison just looks at her he's and like, she's oh, like, yeah. "You'd never do it, right?" And Harrison still <laughs> looks at her and she's like, "What?" <laughs> and so and she's like and Harrison's like well I mean if I'm paying for dinner Harrison shows himself to be fuckboy supreme because he says well if I'm paying for dinner and drinks then like I'm doing it because I'm expecting something afterwards or like the hope of something afterwards he's like he's I'm like, paying for it either way right I mean Harrison he's Harrison is a classic and then, well, right, right. 
And then uh, Abby is like, and then Abby is like, but why do men pay for sex? And, and Harrison just looks at her and goes like, so they don't have to have this conversation. <laughs> and I'm not and gonna I'm like, lie, pause, cause I was crying. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? T. <laughs> oh, I was like, you know, valid, right? Like. <laughs> I get where you're coming from, Harrison. I really do. I honestly think that you gave a great response, Harrison. Yeah, not gonna um, lie. I would I would say the same thing. And is this when, like, while they were looking for people, like, they found a lady in the park? Playing with her kids! Yeah, playing, wait, were they her kids? Or was she, like, that I don't know. I wasn't clear. It's not specific. She was with, I, playing with some kids. And I hope like, that she knew those kids. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> hey, scandal, you never you know. know. That's true. They were like, hey, um, we're looking for some information. We heard you worked with a Stacy, and we saw this woman's whole life flash before her eyes, and she sent the kids away. So she could tell right, them. they asked in front of the kids. <laughs> I guess at least Stacy is a common enough name, right? They were like, <laughs> that's why they didn't name her Cinnamon. <laughs> Uh, and this lady is like, what? How did you find me? And she's like, I got the tea. Let me tell you. <laughs> so we never like quite hear at the tea. Like we don't. She doesn't really have the tea though. No, it's just like she worked with Stacy. That's how we find out. Right. So Stacy is a real person. Like that's what we find out. Um, so we still, we're not quite sure what's happening there, but Olivia is over like fixing things, I suppose, with Quinn showing up at Amanda's house, who clearly doesn't want to be bothered, right? Uh, Amanda's like, Olivia, I demand that you admit that I was right about the president. In the most pa- Paris Geller way possible. <laughs> yeah, like she really, she was like, I literally, like you literally made me want to die. Like you did, you made me want to die. Um, and so I think that I am owed this and Olivia's like, I don't know about all of that, but I would like to represent you. Um, and I'm pretty sure that Paris, Gal- Jesus. Uh, <laughs> that's all Amanda, I see. I see, bon- I see Bonnie and Paris Geller whenever yeah. I look at it. <laughs> yeah. Amanda Tanner, uh, is just like, leave me alone. I don't want to see you ever again. And she closes the door and then Quinn, uh, Olivia's like, Quinn, write your number on the back of this business card and slide it under the door. Amanda's going to call you. And I'm like, why Quinn's number? Since like Quinn doesn't seem to be able to fix stuff by herself. I'm just pointing out, Olivia, that maybe your number. Well, but Amanda doesn't like Olivia at this point. That's true. That's true. All she knows is that Quinn follows Olivia around. Yeah. And I guess Quinn has not been directly mean to her. So that's a better spot. Yeah. Plus, Olivia is just sort of, I mean, Olivia's too busy to deal with Amanda Tanner on her own. <laughs> oh, yes. No, she doesn't have time to deal with this woman who she harassed. So while all that's happening, we're back at OPA. Olivia and Quinn have returned. And Abby, Olivia sends Stephen on a mission and everyone else on a mission. And so it's just Abby and her in the boardroom and Abby is still going on about sex workers and why men pay for them and she describes Stephen as smart with wavy hair attractive 
So it's clear that Abby is really feeling Steven. And I really need to know what the backstory was between that. Shonda, if you're there, I just want to know. Right. Like, were they supposed to be a couple? Because Abby is really like, he is, she's like, he is fine. He is fine. He is exactly my type. She doesn't say that, but you feel it. Right. Did did y'all not know Steven would be leaving at the end of season one? Or <laughs> but can you spoil a show in 2012? Right. Like that's yes, because remember, I'd be watching top models sometimes and people stay trying to spoil it for me. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. My bad. My bad. So Abby is still just doesn't understand why someone like Steven would want to hire a sex worker and olivia's like that's really none of your business like you're not his wife poor georgia still free georgia (laughs) free georgia she does not deserve this engagement Uh, but after having this conversation olivia realizes that stacy is keating's wife because she just heard the word right wife and then her gut her olivia pope gut told her that she was right yeah because I'm trying to remember what it was. I think. I mean, it's just I, that like. Yeah. Patrick seemed like so sure, right? That he had never done this. He seemed actually convincing. Mm-hmm. And then like a wife whose name is not Stacy, as far as we know. Well, we don't know her name. That's the craziest no. thing. Right. Like she does not at all seem surprised or anything. She's just like, no, he would, he would never. Patrick would never. She didn't look shocked. She didn't even like get up in arms really to defend him. It was very calm. Like he's been waiting for this moment. So the question is what's going on there? And we find out thankfully in that next scene. So Olivia goes to the White House where she confronts Patrick's wife. And it turns out that he actually never knew that she was an escort. She was out on her first night and it looked like she was being stood up. And the rule was with Sharon, that if you don't come back with her money on that first night, don't come back at all. Which I'm like, girl, how do you know that the that the escort wasn't just stealing money from you then? <laughs> like you're saying, if you don't come back with money, don't come back at all. But whatever. So Patrick, being the stand-up guy he is, sees her stressed out and figures out that she's been stood up, but thinks that she's just been stood up on a date. And so she, and so his wife never real never reveals that she's an escort and so the way that Patrick ends up in the book is that anytime that he would go on a date with his wife she would say that he was a client to Sharon and just pay her out of her own pocket yeah and so this whole time like he never knew that his wife was a sex worker while they were dating apparently she paid for him to go to Georgetown so I really want to know what job he thought she had well so that's the weird thing. I don't think she paid for them. I think she helped pay. And he assumed, remember, Patrick is old. So college tuition wasn't, I shouldn't say old. Patrick is older. College tuition wasn't as expensive as it is now. And people always, you see online, people always talking about how they work those part-time summer jobs and were able to pay for their full oh, year's tuition. Oh, yeah, because she was like, I just told him I got a second job. Second job, Yeah. And he was just like, all right, baby, I trust you. This is, you know, and I mean, she really came through for him. But she then, did. <laughs> like, he got so upset. Yeah, he did. Um, but first, we have to go to court. Oh, why are we in court? 
because the judge has to rule that OPA has to give David the client list because they were fighting the subpoena. Oh, and it was like Harrison and Steven, right? Like trying mm-hmm. to be all like smooth and like, yeah, we have the, um, oh, what are they called? Not preliminaries, precedents. I don't know. The yes, legal precedents. Like, yeah, yeah well, legal they're precedents. Like, actually, in 1997, in this case, yes, legal precedents. Well, th- because they're trying to make the argument that David is just doing a fishing expedition, as he, uh, as they call it, like he's just fishing for information. He doesn't need the client list for anything. He's just fishing for information. And David's like, when has that ever worked in the court of law? And Harrison's like, actually, it's worked in this case, this case, this case. And the judge has had enough. She's over it. <laughs> So she's just like, gentlemen, stop. You're wasting everyone's time. You're wasting everyone's time. And they admit that they are. (laughs) And she's like, okay, you guys need to hand over the client list. David, I'm lowering Sharon's uh, bill to an amount that Donald Trump wouldn't find extravagant. That's That's how long ago the show was. Donald Trump was still a name that you could use and people not feel a particular way. That's what I was thinking when I saw it. I was like, wow. That happens on The Nanny too, where like he has an appearance on The Nanny. Yeah. Oh, because I'm also rewatching The Nanny. (laughs) Well, you've heard the story about that, right? So Fran says, so the original line was all you millionaires are, are the same because she's talking about her, she's talking about Donald and Maxwell. That was the original line. Donald didn't want to be known as a millionaire. I think he was like, I think he said he was like a billionaire or something. Either way, he felt that that didn't quite sum up his riches. And so he asked them to change the line to, I believe it was billionaires. And the writers were like, well, that doesn't make sense. Fran wouldn't really fill a difference between millionaires and billionaires. And so they changed the line to all you gazillionaires uh, (laughs) are the same. This is, I mean, this tracks, right? Like everything about what you said tracks. I just he, was unprepared. He wrote a letter to them about it. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, yeah. Um, by the way, Ashley has now said 24 hours, but he would check with my best friend Javier first too. <laughs> oh, I think Frida would check whoever is supposed to be around me, maybe a colleague. So just so we're clear. A family member. So just so we're clear, if you want to kidnap me, you've got 24 hours before anyone comes looking. Oh, all right. Now we know. (laughs) Right. Ashley's going to listen to this podcast and I am going to get a very stern message. (laughs) You cut that out right now. (laughs) Nope. I said it. You said it. Um. Okay. At the White House, Olivia and Fitz watch through the window as Keating's wife finally fesses up to him about why he's in that book and the fact that she was an escort. And Keating's like, you've ruined everything. Okay, but like she funded everything because she put you through Georgetown. I'm just saying. And undergrad. So like you mad at her, but I'm just saying like you wouldn't be in this position without her. Right. Good or bad. So don't yell at her. I'm also very confused because apparently he lived in Wyoming. Like he moved to some flyover state. Wyoming is what we find out. That's what it was. That's how we find out. That's how Olivia figures it out. It's because Harrison says that Keating had moved to some flyover state 
uh, and he's like, I don't know, like Montana or something. And then Abby mentions wives and that's how Olivia puts two and two together. No, wait, how does that do it? Uh, because it's a flyover state and no one mentions Wyoming. <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying that that's the train of events that happen, that, that happens in. <laughs> okay, okay. I do remember like these words being said, but you know me, I'd be stressed trying no, to- No, I agree. Like okay. even her saying wives shouldn't have triggered anything. <laughs> Olivia's gut, man. That gut bacteria be telling her a lot of stuff. <laughs> she she must be drinking her probiotics. <laughs> um, the original you know, queen, the original queen of kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> What's extra funny as well, this is happening, like because it's Fitz and Olivia, like, you know, they keep inching closer and Fitz is here trying to like hold her finger with his finger, right? Not not quite holding hands. Cause Fitz, I just feel like he keeps wanting to be caught. <laughs> Fitz, and we see this throughout the season, Fitz does not want this job. <laughs> Fitz is ready to risk it all for Olivia. Like, please, can someone catch me cheating on my wife so I don't have to be president no more? Not even so he doesn't have to be president. He'd be fine if he had to be president as long as Millie, he wasn't married to Millie anymore. And like, we are just like, why? Because as far as I've seen, Millie just wears cute outfits and is supportive. Because he doesn't love her and Fitz wants to marry for love. Like, I don't know if it happens in this episode or later on the season where Fitz is like, I was an idiot for not just waiting for you and just marrying the first chance I got. Uh, this is definitely later because I haven't seen it yet in my rewatch. Okay. But anyway, you know. Something to look forward to. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but after they finish with their like secret handholding, right? Olivia. Bef before what? that even, because remember they're watching this argument happen and Fitz makes this argument and goes like, do you think that they'll make, get past this? And really he's trying to ask Olivia, does he think that they'll get past their issue with Amanda oh Tanner? And Olivia's like, I don't know. Because every time Fitz touches her, she just falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's that lip quiver that lip quiver is everything our gut bacteria stops <laughs> what's right and what's wrong <laughs> the next the other main character in this show olivia's gut <laughs> <laughs> got some osmosis jones stuff happening up in there <laughs> um, uh, and olivia she lets him know like she's unsure if they can get past this but Maybe. then starts to but then starts to hold his finger <laughs> Yeah, she's like, let me just pull this pinky with my pinky, right? Like, <laughs> and that's something we see them do a couple of times in this series. Uh, it's like they'll pass each other, but but like lightly graze each other's hands. It's all very Victorian, Jane Austen, all that. <laughs> yeah, because I keep thinking about like a point, like let me just hold your finger, and I'm just, you know, I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia's always there. It fits. <laughs> She's always there. Always. She's always ready. It's time. It's time for the finger hold. Anyway. <laughs> it's not time for the twerculator. It's time for the finger hold. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I've had a few glasses of wine. <laughs> okay, no, I know where we are. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. So, because we're almost at the end now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We finally, Olivia's like, I can't let them go out like this. Like, I believe in true love because, you know, Fitz loves me. We hold their fingers. So she figures out a way <laughs> to save. Finger hold is strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She figures out a way to save 
the the nomination she's like you know what we got on this wall and her client and her client and her client i forgot that there was a client and the client is not the white house there we go um common mistake i can do this i can do this um um okay so look on this wall we've got a lot of powerful men in washington you know what we should do blackmail (laughs) they'll blackmail but they will not destroy evidence (laughs) Right. It's like, I don't know where the line is. I do not understand. They know. They I also could have just taken his name off the list. Right. They could have just like, you could put a little like a permanent marker on the front and back of his name so they can't read it. Mm-hmm. Shred that one page. Mm-hmm. Spill a bunch of water on that one page. Oil. See, that's once again, destroying evidence. <laughs> uh, a little bit. Technically, it wasn't supposed to be in their possession to begin with. <laughs> I, if I was them, I would have just gone and like thrown it back under a couch cushion or something. <laughs> um, okay, but they're like, you know what we could do? Yeah, because we won't destroy evidence. Blackmail. So they just roll up to just Capitol Hill. Just some light blackmail. Yeah, they just roll up to Capitol Hill and start like telling these men their like preferences for escorts. Hardwood floor. Hey, heard have you ever been to Greece? Heard it's going to be a sunny day outside. <laughs> sunny day. And like, uh, they all, none of these men have any poker faces. I do not understand how they made it to where they are. Cause everyone's like eyes just like go real wide. And I'm like, y'all don't have, y'all never thought anybody was going to find out. I mean, to be fair, to be fair. Mm-hmm. I think that that's such a weird thing to come up. <laughs> like if someone was like, I heard you like hardwood floors. Okay. I think I would at least have like a practice confused face, right? Like a, like a, well, inter- like what? So this is interesting because I want to know, does Sharon have this like on the menu? Is she like, if you want hardwood floors, that's going to cost X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Or is this just coded in her book? Oh, like how, wait, you mean how they know what the man like? Yeah, so like the escort comes back and they're like, oh, he likes this, this, and this. Or like, he told me he likes this, this, and this. Like, do they just tell her, do they just tell Sharon what they're looking for? And then she just puts a cold in the book? I assume that like, they know what they're looking for by the time they get to Sharon. Like, it doesn't seem to me like Sharon is the first one you find. But but here's the thing. Oh, no, she's definitely the first one you find once you enter Washington. That is a very close circle. I am willing to bet you there's just a list. So like, do the men know each other, right? Like do most, or is it just like, they don't, because no one seems surprised to see each other when they all meet up later. Well, they all work in Congress, so they all know each other. Yeah. They're not all on the same. So here's the thing about Congress during this time, at least my belief. Okay, because they you know, didn't I don't always. The government. So they don't always like each other, but people from opposite parties will talk. And like, I think there was a time where they were civil and some of them were friends. Hell, Joe Biden has a ton of Republican friends. I know. <laughs> um, not, not shade because make friends with your coworkers, whatever. I don't care. Uh, well, I mean, if you're friends with, if you're friends with certain Republicans, I got a problem. I'm just going to pour some more wine. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Noelle's giving me the sternest look in the world. Is it? Is it that stern? Is it? 
I've been told I give good like face, right? So you usually do, uh, but it is very clear that you don't agree, and you're like, <laughs> man, if you're a Republican, stay the fuck away from me. Okay, I just like okay because I have been on uh, the dating apps recently, so right, you know, there's a lot of me being like, why does your profile say conservative, but you swiped right on me? Do not. Well, so. So there are conservatives who don't have a problem dating liberal people or being friends with liberal people both ways, because some of the things that they fight on are like, I, I know what you're saying. I know, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I I'm it. pointing at the back of <laughs> I get it. Skin tone. Yeah. As someone who has dated Republicans. <laughs> dated one by accident. Sometimes they're, a Repu- sometimes they're a Republican in terms of like gun rights. Like that's a really big deal for them but not necessarily all Republican platforms speak to them. Mm-hmm. And think, so, and so that's why I say that like some of them can be friends because I think maybe they, they aren't that different. <laughs> I'm also now I'm thinking about this. This show is set in, this is 2012 right now. So 2010. Like 20, the first season? It is 2010. <gasps> okay. No, you're right. 2012, 2012. Okay. So like, I, I think that like, I am having this conversation in a totally different way than you're I having it in a 2020, right. 2021. No, like same. That's five why I, years ago, if you had been like, someone's a Republican, I'd be like, ah, you know, like with a frown, but I wouldn't be giving you like the, you've got detention face. Well, that's why I said during this time. Yeah, I know. I just, I've had some wine. <laughs> I totally, no, I totally agree with you though. That <laughs> now if someone's like, I'm a Republican, I'm like, I don't need to know anymore. Goodbye. I just feel like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't think you think my uterus is mine. I just <laughs> Oh no, there are still Republicans who believe that. Uh, Yes. Anyway, because that's I because I don't have a uterus, that was never really the question that first came up to me. <laughs> that was something I'd find out later. <laughs> yeah. My it's, questions were, well, how do you feel about gay rights? <laughs> it's nothing like being on a date and being like, you hate me. Oh. Um. <laughs> I once went to a restaurant that had a door that had a window in its bathroom, and I climbed out of that window because the date was so bad. I did not finish. Oh my god you are like a sitcom <laughs> i paid the waiter I, the other time i the waiter let me leave out of the kitchen so i paid the waiter and exited out of the kitchen i've been on some bad dates maybe I that's always, why i stopped dating republicans <laughs> i always keep enough cash on hand in case the date is going poorly i could just be like i have to go i have to leave that part because same yeah hard say I don't want to leave with any like, oh, stuck him with my side of the bill, right? Like I just me like here's the cash. I must I must escape. Ashley is about to listen to this podcast and go like, what the fuck? Ashley is not a Republican. He's Australian. And <laughs> as far as I've gauged, he leans to the left in American politics. You gotta be careful with Australians though. One, they've got hidden racism. Look. <laughs> like casual racism, <laughs> like real casual. <laughs> Yeah. Two, their politics are not always super great. (laughs) I keep, you know, the countries that they told me were like, these are the good ones in quotations. I'd be like, every new detail, I'm like, oh, oh, uh." oh, no one has ever, no minority has ever said that about Australia. They have all consistently ranked it as the worst. Like horrible, horrible. (laughs) Yeah. 
I recently told Ashley, I was like, uh, there are going to be Australians at our wedding and you need to have a conversation with them about. Oh, oh we going to have for, it's going to be for real Australians. Yes. Okay. You just got to like point out to me who to like circle. Oh, on. don't worry. They're not at your table. Okay. Okay. That's good. I'm excited. I'm already like, wait, I don't know why, but my brain went, wow, baby. You know, like. Mm-hmm. I'll point them out to you. Uh, keep if you see one you're interested in, keep the conversation light. <laughs> if they try to touch your hair, I don't know. <laughs> I I warned you. I warned you. I won't ruin the wedding. I promise. <laughs> I might ruin them though. Oh no, it's okay because I told Ashley just know that if they get out of line, it's an open bar. <laughs> so I will. <laughs> Just come and tap me on the shoulder. I'm gonna be like, what's happening? Who we mad at? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who we mad at? Uh, oh my God. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Um, Wait. Okay. We're blackmailing people. Oh, yes. Because you were telling me that everyone is friends. Oh, right, right, right. So that's why they're not surprised because I'm sure there's a small list that runs around Congress. They're like, these yeah. people can be discreet. They're probably not all friends, but they're at least acquaintances. Some of them might be friends. Yeah. Um, so it's not surprising that they at least know each other. But one guy tries to deny that he has any idea what's happening. And Sharon's like, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You like to go around the world. <laughs> and she's like, and twice if you've had a pill. And I was like, oh, girl. I think I said, oh, and then like literally missed what happened next because I was too busy, right? <laughs> oh, what happens next is they agree to like, Whatever the terms Olivia sets is, all I know is the next thing we see are Congress people backing Keating's nomination. Um, and David is with Olivia in the bar asking who was on the list because all of those senators and people who were in the room with Olivia called the district attorney and said, shut this stuff down now. Yep. And so Sharon uh gets what do we find out she buys a place in florida she buys a place in florida she goes out of business uh like she shuts down shop and uh buys a place in florida and olivia's like you should be happy that's what you said you wanted unless you wanted the high profile case and in that case you are not someone who wears a white hat Mm. and david's like see this is why we could never be friends oh he doesn't mean that because they friends but I can't wait to learn more about David again. <laughs> you know what? It's wild. Like I said, I recently did a huge binge of it and it's David's arc is wild. Okay. I rewatched it in like 20, like right before the last season came out mm-hmm. in grad school. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do any of my uh, actual things I need to do. Like clean. I will watch Scandal. Uh, <laughs> oh, so me this summer. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay. So at the White House. Cyrus is upset because still. You know, he's still mad like that Fitz been keeping secrets from him. I thought we were bros, yo. <laughs> so Cyrus is just so upset that Fitz wouldn't, won't tell him about the affairs. And then Fitz confesses that Liv is the love of his life. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I tried. I tried. <laughs> Listen. Listen, Fitz loves that woman. He would go to war for that woman. You know what? I don't think that he... Mm. <laughs> I don't think that he is lying. It's just funny. It is, because you're like, you have a whole wife. 
And like earlier, okay, one of my notes I wrote down while watching this is legit. Oh wow, Manly got a body, yadi yadi. So <laughs> right, like first watching it, they really make you overlook Melly. But then okay. rewatching it, you're like, Millie has it going on. Millie is specifically wearing like a, honestly, like a sheath dress that fits like a bodycon and it's mm-hmm. white and like a baby blue blazer. So it kind of feels like a jean jacket. Mm-hmm. And she walks in and I'm just like. Whoever her stylist is, gets it. They yeah. understand the assignment. I'm like, she is. I was like, we not looking at Manly. You really, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, so we find out why that is later. I mean, yes, we do find that out later. But like, at the and, moment, it's yeah. confusing. It's confusing. But also, we're after like, Olivia Pope isn't bad. Mm. <laughs> Olivia, Every outfit. Olivia's Great. a baddie. <laughs> Wigs, laid. <laughs> Don't sleep. I don't understand how. Don't sleep on no silk pillow. Don't wrap up her hair. Nothing. But out here. And we find out eventually she doesn't eat real food. So like, why is your skin so clear? Why your lashes always so good? And like her outfit, she never stains them. Like she wears too much white to always be this clean. Right? Like when I see a white shirt, I'm like, now Noelle, what's going to happen when you go to work? And you spill some spaghetti sauce on this shirt. And I just shake my head and leave. <laughs> Olivia's like, I'm a gladiator in a suit. <laughs> like food doesn't, food doesn't stain my clothing. Clean all the time. Yeah. So Fitz is just like. <laughs> I love her. Stuck between a baddie and a bad gal. Like I don't. <laughs> like I find it hard to feel bad for Fitz. Oh, too many fine women in my life. What will I do? Right. President. Oh. Okay, I'm going to be honest, and I'm only saying it on this podcast, and I'll probably edit it out later. I want that job. The fixer? No. The president? Yes. Okay. Okay. I've mapped this out. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. So, after grad school, although now I can't work for that organization, but after grad school, if I've sold my soul. I'll work at the NSA for mm, five to six years. I mean, that's a good step for a mathematician who wants to be in, you know. I'm not supposed to because once again, mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> uh, if I've sold my soul, work for the NSA five to six years, then do either a, then start scouting locations in between my fifth and sixth year there and see which place has a, the, a strong enough opening for me to run for Senator or governor. I do believe governors make the best presidents. Do two terms as a senator or governor. And then by the time I'd run for president, I would be at the age of 50. <laughs> oh, and that's like a solid age. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, and president. then run for president. I two mean, terms as a then, senator or governor. <laughs> by then I might be able to vote. So, hey. <laughs> so what we're saying is that uh, if you're American, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm not going to mess with you. Uh, um, why you give me that look, though? <laughs> I'm just, I, you know, I just feel like you was going to come from my back. Like, <laughs> I'm not coming for you. I'm just no, saying no, that. You were pulling back, so we fine. We fine. Hey. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so finally, let's wrap up this episode. Uh, Quinn meets Amanda at the Lincoln, ste- at the steps to the Lincoln Memorial, and she's already being harassed by the press. Uh, 
harassed by the press via phone. The press are calling her parents, they're calling her, and she's sobbing. And Olivia has warned her this is going to happen. This is why you need to listen to Olivia Pope. Yes. <laughs> um, so Quinn brings Amanda back to OPA, and it turns out Gideon followed her because Quinn is the worst spy ever. <laughs> Quinn, just turn around. Gideon is not good at following people. I could just tell. <laughs> You are just bad at knowing when you He probably wears loud shoes. <laughs> he is probably like, boss, I got her. While right. he was behind you. And you were just like, <laughs> I wonder what the stranger was talking about. And Olivia, and Olivia tells, tries to tell Gideon, there's no story here. But Gideon is many things. He's not stupid. He, He's like, maybe there was no story, but she quit the White House two weeks ago and then committed suicide. And now she's meeting with you. And I know you're Olivia Pope and I know what you do. So clearly there's a story here. Yeah. And that, I think in that moment, I was like, okay, Gideon's getting up. Okay. Okay. We know something is happening, Gideon. I mean, you're stressing my people out, but. But correctly so. Yeah, there is a story. So now we know like Gideon's going to be involved somehow for another couple of episodes. And that's how the episode ends. Oh my gosh. Wow. We took a while to get through these last like three plot points because <laughs> we kept getting a little distracted. Um, Listen, I, sometimes that happens. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're welcome listeners for the parts that you got to hear. <laughs> Some of it we had to cut. So <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so... Now that we're done with the episode, what Olivia Pope decision would you fix? Because this podcast is called Fix Her. And in order to really live up to our name, we've got to fix her. <laughs> um, I don't, okay, I'm torn. Uh, but I think, mm, okay, I'm going to say two things. Okay. One of them is, I think Olivia keeps going to the White House when she could just call. Like she's literally on the job. Like she has a client. And she's like, no, I must physically go to the White House and tell them about possible future Justice Keating. And like, we could have avoided some of this. We could have avoided the like the finger holding and the like fights between Cyrus and Fitz. And she's like, no, I must go to the White House because I have so much free time. Olivia is just um, one scene away from singing, I wonder if she thinks of me. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Shout I out Chloe and Haley. <laughs> like I would specifically also when she was at the White House, this really bothered me when she was like, I'm gonna stare down fits and be surprised. <laughs> at me. Um, like I would like Olivia, just leave. Like you have a job. She'd be in the White House, like she doesn't have a real job. Okay. You are a fixer. You need to go. Okay. What are you fixing from there? <laughs> Okay, so what would you fix about Olivia? Oh, God. I don't know if there's anything this episode I would fix. Um, as I've said, you know that I love Fitz. Um, team Fitz. Um, and I don't think she did anything wrong by going to the White House and telling him because it's clear Cyrus was not going to take her call. <laughs> Although um, she has a direct line to the president, she could have really called him. Yeah, just call Fitz. He's going to drop the meeting with an ambassador to talk to Olivia so well so I think the thing is that like she's trying to keep her distance with Fitz which is why she didn't meet with Fitz she met with uh Cyrus but mm -hmm. then she out here just staring at Fitz in the press briefing room and I'm like girl 
Um, I don't hate the way that she handled the Amanda Tanner thing. You know what? Underutilizing Quinn. Yes, Quinn could have done. Okay, when Olivia was like, I'll go with you, Quinn, just sends Quinn. Okay, see, this is where being a mathematician is helpful. Give Quinn the cases, okay? You go and she is at the house. Either she talks to you or she doesn't. She doesn't talk to you, leave the number. And then if she's not at the house, come back. Because that seems to be what she wants Quinn's job to be. Quinn isn't jaded enough at this point to like do what Huck does or Abby does or what Harrison does. Yeah. Did we hear from Steven at all this episode? <laughs> um, honestly, not yes. really from the yes. beginning. This is the, the yes, this is the Madam episode. And so it circles. I oh. have forgotten this is the Madam episode. <laughs> oh, yes. And so it keeps being like, um, oh my gosh. So Abby keeps like dunking on Steven. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Instead of fixing Olivia this episode, can I fix Abby? <laughs> Actually, yes, because Abby was far too focused on what was not her business. <laughs> I would like to fix Abby. Um, Abby, Steven is not your man. Uh, from what we have know so far, he's never been your man and never will be your man. So why do you care what he does? Why do you care, okay? Why do you care, Abby? You all up in his business. And again, Abby, you need to align your values, okay? Like, where do you lie in this whole... Because I don't think that Abby's, like, approaching this with any nuance, right? Like, oh, absolutely not. She's just like, I don't, I don't, you know, I just, like, the women and then the paying for, paying for... I just, I hate it. And then Stephen, it makes you a bad person. Like, that's where she's at with this. Also fix Georgia. Georgia, leave. Leave Stephen. <laughs> Georgia really is like trying to do her best. She's like teaching a kindergarten class. So she busy, right? Like she really right. works all day. She finger painting. Yeah. Steven is here. He's like showing up with his accent and his cute suits. And he showed up in this giant ring. I want to know what Georgia's friends think about Steven. Actually, can I have like just one episode where Georgia's friends are like, what do you know about Steven? No, no, no. Steven has probably slept with Georgia's friends. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, you're right. <laughs> this you're is, right. we know who Steven is. Yes. But again, it's so, Steven just clearly wants to hoe, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, that is what Steven yes. wants. And that's okay if he would embrace it, but everyone's like really on him to get married. It's not once upon a time I was a hoe. <laughs> I still want to hoe. I just heard that song again the other day and it like brought back, I used to play in this like Delhi Nail grad school. <sighs> <laughs> once upon a time I was <laughs> was it uh once upon a time I was a hoe <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I used to be like waiting on my sandwich like once upon a time not long ago I was a <laughs> listen Steven's trying to act up <laughs> yeah I mean and he would be doing it and be happy everyone would be happier Georgia would be happy because she would not be engaged to Steven. Steven would be happy because he'd be doing what he's trying to do. And Olivia and Abby would be happy because they are minding their own business. Well, well I don't I mean, know. If, Olivia would quite. be happy because Steven at least tried. I guess, yes. Abby would be happy because Steven's back on the market. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure she'd go like, I can change him. <laughs> See, that's what you need to watch out for. <laughs> 
<laughs> if your first instinct when you meet a man is I can change him. Like maybe I could just change. Like maybe this isn't that, that important to me. Take a step back. <laughs> Listen, Steven is a big age. He's like in his 30s, 40s. You ain't changing him. <laughs> you know what? Call up your friends. The ones who are usually like, oh, just break up with them, right? Like call that friend first. <laughs> Abby over here acting like Ariana Grande saying break up with your boyfriend because I'm bored (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry break up with your girlfriend because I'm bored (laughs) yes so yeah I fix Abby let's fix Abby fixing Abby this this episode all right all right how many wine glasses out of five would you give this well during the conversation that it took for us to have I've had three (gasps) I'll give it another four (laughs) I'll give it four (laughs) Um, I was going to say a three and a half. No real reason. Because you hate um, the fifth storyline. For those okay. of you who didn't catch because it cut out. Oh, Noelle no. said, I don't understand why Olivia and Fitz are doing what they're doing. They need to just either break up or be together. Y'all can hold hands at Camp David. Oh, God. <laughs> like, why are we holding pinkies? Okay. I just Listen, have you ever held pinkies with somebody? Yes, and then I wanted it to stop. (laughs) Well, like, I feel like I've held pinkies with friends and been like, friends forever. And then, like, holding pinkies with someone I'm dating. I'm just like, I don't, could we not, like, literally anything else? (laughs) I mean, I guess. I said check again in five years. We'll see. (laughs) In five years, you might be a pinky person again. Who knows, okay? Maybe living through a panoramic has changed me. It hasn't. (laughs) Probably not. But like, I like to think I could be a new person sometimes, but I probably am just, you know, like Noelle with the dial turned up, right? (laughs) Even more settled in my decisions. Once again, much like Steven, although not as old as Steven, you're at a big age. You had a big age, you like what you like. <laughs> I said, I'm trying to remember, but did I tell you, I just like, I've given up on like going to people's homes unprepared. Like I'm trying to figure out, can I get like a, a travel blanket to like pack in my purse to go to dinner parties? Just get a Birkin, <laughs> you know, with that money that they pay us in academia. <laughs> just get a Birkin, yeah, okay. All right, <laughs> I'll take care of that tomorrow. <laughs> turn on your tinder in a rich neighborhood <laughs> well do you want to hang out how many blankets you got <laughs> what kind do of i need to bring my to right that's what you really need to be asking <laughs> i once turned down an invitation because i didn't like the snacks they were offering <laughs> and i'm too lazy to go to the grocery store so what water do you drink uh perrier like i got questions i've been by myself you know for inside for the pandemic like i like to be comfortable exactly the way i like it hold on if you came to my house you'd know that there is vase that is the water oh the glass bottles right the round glass bottles i see them in the airport uh yeah they're imported from norway Oh, which you'll know if you ever saw a Cinderella story. A Cinderella story? Wait, do they say that? Yeah, it's where uh, Hillary, wow, this really is a movie podcast. 
uh, Hillary Duff is taking the popular girl's order and they're like, I'll just have a vase. And she's like, a vase? And they're like, water from Norway. <laughs> oh my God, I remember that, but I think I had never seen the water before. And I was like, a vase, like a vase, like a, like a vase. That's what she thought. I was like, are you a flower? Like what is happening? Oh my God, a Cinderella star. <laughs> Hold on, I'll send you a picture of at least part of my fridge. <laughs> We're Hillary Duff is the only blonde girl in school, but we still don't know who it is. <laughs> the only blonde. Like, I meant to rewatch it and find out, like, for sure if she was the only blonde, but I feel like she was. I just sent you on Instagram oh. a picture of the. <laughs> oh my God, are we friends on Instagram? I'm sorry, not Instagram, on Twitter. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm getting all my social medias mixed up. What's going on? Okay. Oh, I see you. You got water. You've got, it's that's that, Perrier. That's that sparkling. Perrier. Okay. In case okay. you're, <laughs> and then I have Rockstar for energy drinks. All right. No, if I just make one come in, pinkies up, right? Like, <laughs> right. Listen, I'm a gay man. I need flat and sparkling. <laughs> I can't wait till we run into each other at the math conference so we can be bougie together. <laughs> Equal parts bougie and ratchet. Hey, what? I mean, Megan told us classy, bougie, ratchet, okay? Sassy, movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You so, think we need to be done? Scandal is a very boozy show. Yeah. <laughs> what were you drinking this episode? <laughs> okay, so... Um, I live in Texas, so I got my wine right from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I got a Tempranillo. I had no reason. I just, I enjoyed it. And then the label was yellow. It is uh, Campo Viejo. Don't know if I'll get it again. I will probably forget what it is and get a different one next time. Take a picture. <laughs> you smart, but that takes some of the fun out of it. I do partly choose based on how pretty the label is. That's, that's how you get fun. <laughs> That's what you. It's like I have my favorites, and then when I stray from that, it's just like I like this kind of wine, and this is cute. Uh, uh, I am drinking a Chateau Prairie, Chateau Prière Lichen. Uh, it, it is a 2018. Oh. See, that's a little cute. It's got a little landscape and gold on the label. It is a. Bordeaux <laughs> and it is from Marco. A Bordeaux. It is a Bordeaux. I felt like a Bordeaux tonight. <laughs> no, I mean that makes sense. I I only had port in the house and then I was like, we gonna be on Zoom for a little bit. That might be a mistake. <laughs> oh god, no, we're gonna get to the end of the season and it's just gonna be vodka. <laughs> what are you drinking? Vodka. <laughs> That's what I had in the house. Or 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 as they order on Insecure, Prosecco with a splash of vodka. <laughs> which, if you, which if you haven't had it. I mean, it's delicious. It's so delicious. So. It's so dangerous, delicious. <laughs> I thought you were about to sing. I was like, okay, what are we doing? Um, yeah, I mean, between that. I thought and- about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to keep the wine on deck for when we record next. And then next time I can tell you what I baked, okay? I have a recipe for a hazelnut cake. I'm making it because it seems bougie. I have never had hazelnuts in my home before this week. 
Like just hazelnuts. I just bought hazelnuts. Right. Because usually you would just have like Nutella or a hazelnut like creamer. Yes. If that's your thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was also a recipe. The recipe also says like a vanilla bean. And I was like, can I buy that? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know. You know, I am me and my baking. I do a lot of improvising. So this me buying the ingredients, it was weird. Uh, (laughs) So we might have a segment next time called Noel Bakes. (laughs) It's just going to be me describing what went wrong and why what came out of the oven is still good. (laughs) For those of you who know, I've been learning how to cook during this pandemic and I just perfected my osobuco. So what is that? we'll talk offline <laughs> so cool. okay I'm gonna it's be checking at the end later okay I feel like we should maybe close this out by telling the people our socials Fulton uh Noelle and I are still afraid that Noelle and I are still uh constantly putting our socials on private and not private uh so if you want to follow the podcast it is on Twitter it is oh my god no I know that oh it's podcast fix there we go so it is podcast fix uh capital p and a capital f and anything else you want to plug uh i think that's it for right now i mean who knows by the next time we record someone in the math world will have done something else wrong and y'all will hear about it whenever this is released so (laughs) until next time (laughs) i'm fulton i'm noelle and this has been fixer Fix her. Yes. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.